0: Welcome to the
1: Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Today on the show is my chat with Anthony Nockreiner of the Knock On Sports. We'll go back to the 38-25 victory over the Falcons and quickly recap that game before getting into a preview of Sunday's game against the New England Patriots. And then Anthony and I will run down our picks for the entire slate of week number two. Before we get there, though, a quick look at the Seahawks and New England Patriots injury report after Thursday. Jamal Adams showed up on the injury report on Thursday. He was a full participant in practice. However, he was listed with an elbow injury. Dwayne Brown was limited in practice after not participating on Wednesday. He was listed as having veteran rest and limited participation because of his knee. Philip Dorsett limited in practice both days with a foot injury. And Cedric Abwehi and Rasheem Green both out on Wednesday and Thursday. Abwehi has a pectoral injury. Rasheem Green dealing with a neck injury, and so far trending as though those two players will not play. We'll have a lot better idea on Friday evening when the Friday Injury Report is posted. Looking at the New England Patriots, quite a few names listed as limited in practice on both Wednesday and Thursday. Defensive tackle Adam Butler, linebacker Brandon Copeland, and their two wide receivers Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. Edelman dealing with a knee injury, Harry with a shoulder injury. Dalton Keene was a full participant in practice both days, but listed with a neck injury. And rookie linebacker Josh Uche, he sat out practice on Thursday with an ankle injury. That's a quick look at your injury report. I may have updates when I do the preview show with Mark Schofield from the Pats' pulpit on SB Nation. He's going to come on and preview the matchup a little bit later this evening. So be sure you're subscribed to the show, SBNation.com NFL Podcasts. You'll get that in your podcast feed as soon as it comes out. Going to be a fun chat with him looking ahead to Sunday's game. I'll be looking ahead to Sunday's game with Anthony Knockreiner. Here's my chat with Anthony on the Knock on Sports.
0: Welcome back here to the Knock on Sports as we turn our attention to the NFL and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. It is good friend of the show, Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, great to chat with you once again, man. Week 1 in the NFL is in the books.
1: It's in the books, and holy smokes, Russell Wilson in Week 1, Anthony, it was uh it was a beautiful thing to watch as a Seahawks fan.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, is that what they mean by letting Russ cook?
1: <laughs> you know, that's part of it. I'm I'm glad you asked me right out of the gate on this, though, because I think there is a little bit of a a misconception of what let Russ cook means. A lot of people think it means just Russell Wilson throwing the ball every time every down or or getting you know getting him up there in terms of attempts and he had 35 pass attempts in this game and really that's about his average throughout his probably his last four seasons he's averaged right around uh 32 so the fact that he threw it 35 times wasn't unusual it was that the Seahawks they were passing on first and second down in neutral situations so whether or not they they had the leader it was close and then they decided not to run the ball on second and long which we'd seen a lot of in the past and they were in situations where they were second and long they passed the ball and they ended up getting first downs or in uh, in the situation late in the game when it was second and 29 they end up getting close enough to kick the field goal and and keep them up late so there's there's other things that go into it too in terms of going for it on fourth down and 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 some other things that Seahawks fans are looking for, but but those are the types of things when when Seahawks fans are, especially if you're if you're listening on Twitter, uh, they're saying let Russ cook, let Russ cook. That's what they're looking for.
0: Brandon, one aspect of this game that did concern me: it was early. Then Seattle really poured it on, though, and we kind of talked about it last week. The Atlanta offensive line was able to get after Russ. Does that worry you?
1: You know, as far as their defensive line getting after Russ, it wasn't as bad as I I guess I would have expected. I I had my concerns about the offensive line. Really, the three sacks that they took, the first one was Tack McKinley coming unblocked against Russell Wilson. There was another where Grady Jarrett uh, made just an outstanding move around the offensive line. And then I think the third one was an issue where Russell maybe could have stepped up in the pocket a little bit more. So really, in terms of sacks, I I don't think I'm that disappointed in terms of the offensive line. The thing that bothered me more, I think, were the number of penalties. And hopefully they get that cleaned up in week two here.
0: Well, talking about cleaning up, I think Jamal Adams is still cleaning up the Atlanta Falcons on aisle eight. Uh, Jamal Adams, what an impressive debut, uh, well worth the, uh, the price tag that you guys had to pay.
1: Not a lot of Seahawks fans complaining about not having two first round picks after watching week one and Jamal Adams and his ability to disrupt the Atlanta Falcons. If if they didn't have him and, and his ability to get after the passer, he led the team in terms of quarterback pressures and considering their issues with the other guys on the defensive line. He was a needed uh, player in this game and able to, to really help, you know, uh, defend that lead that the Seahawks got up to early.
0: Right now we are with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and field goals podcast. Brandon, you guys get the new England Patriots on Sunday night football, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick coming to town. Before we get into the matchup itself, what did you think about Bill Belichick and his comments about Russell Wilson?
1: I don't think it's too unusual. Bill Belichick will talk up his opponents generally. I I do really think that he means it, though, when it comes to Russell Wilson, because, you know, he he talked about how he was maybe, uh, if anything, underrated. And I think as Seahawks fans, we, uh, you know, we, we tune into that quite a bit, that he he should get more run. You know, a lot has been made. Over the offseason, that Russell Wilson hasn't received an MVP a single MVP vote in his career. And and so I think things are setting up nicely for Russ in this season, especially if they continue to go uh pass heavy and, and really feature him in the offense. And if he continues to throw, you know, 80% complete 80% of his passes uh each week, then that's gonna go a long way. Four touchdowns in a week. So yeah I, it's uh it's nice to see that from Belichick but uh, it, it's also not too unusual when he's going up against big time players
0: with that being said talking about a big time player with big week one Cam Newton uh, nice debut for the New England Patriots. My thought here is is okay Jamal Adams, you're spying Cam Newton. What do you think <laughs> between
1: between Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner i I love the fact that just the energy that I saw from Bobby Wagner in the last game against the Falcons. And I do wonder if having Jamal Adams there to compliment him is a part of that. And so between those two, I think that is going to be what helps to stop Cam Newton in this game, because I don't I'm just worried about that defensive line, Anthony. And they did bring in uh, DeMarcus Christmas back who they cut from the preseason. He was a six round pick from a, a couple years back. I still think they need a a veteran up the middle. And this is going to be a test of that, that really the front seven for the Seahawks. If last week was a test of the back seven with Matt Ryan and the Falcons, it's now shifted to the front seven because, you know, they're going to continue to run um, with Cam Newton. And if they find a weakness in that Seahawks defensive line early, they're going to go that way often.
0: Well, here's my question, though, Brennan, because I, there's just nobody else that scares me here. Sonny Michelle. Eh. Any of the other backs that they have? Eh. I mean, there, there's, it's Cam Newton or bust, I think, for the Patriots.
1: And when you watched him in the second half, they almost ran it entirely in the first half. And then they started to mix in the pass a little bit in the second half. And it was either a throw to Edelman, a throw to Nikhil Harry every once in a while, or a check down to whatever running back was on the field. And and yeah, so Cam Newton in the passing game, I don't know if, if you can stop Edelman, then you've essentially stopped the Patriots passing offense and he didn't go deep down the field. He, he had one pass of about 20 yards down the field. Everything else was 15 yards or shallower in that game against Miami. And I wonder if that's going to continue against Seattle. It's, it's kind of what we've seen from the Patriots offense historically. And Cam's really not much of a deep ball thrower. So um, I if that's going to continue, if, if that's what they're going to continue to do is keep that, you know, kind of dink and dunk offense in place. If Seattle can shut down the run, then I really like their chances against the Patriots.
0: Brandon Schultz joining us here from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, it's tough. I've, I've been trying to keep it track with everybody who's allowing fans. I think it was Jacksonville, the only team that allowed and. Uh, fans. I think Denver is going to allow them next week here, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't believe Seattle is going to allow any fans. Um, so, are you concerned about that at all? Because we know we, we I, and I've been there, and it was a fantastic. Once again, thank you for bringing me along last year. Um, that was the last live
1: I, game I went to, Anthony.
0: <laughs> exactly, and and so and I know how that atmosphere is, and we know how much that team feeds off of it. Are you worried about that at all?
1: I'm actually not too worried about it. Over the last couple seasons, the, the in terms of home field advantage, if you go back to the Holmgren years, it was seven and one, eight and no, almost every year when the Seahawks were playing at home. And for whatever reason, that is has kind of shifted away these last couple years, going either five and three or four and four at home. They've just about had a, a better or similar record when going on the road. So I I don't think it's really going to make as much of a difference as people might think it is just knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, with the crowd having the reputation that it does in Seattle, I don't think it's going to matter as much for the players.
0: Brian, my final question for you is we were talking about the Seattle Seahawks and New England Patriots. They'll play Sunday night football in Seattle. Who has the breakout game? We saw DK Metcalf with a big touchdown catch late in the first half Um, last week, uh, who has that big game? We know Russell Wilson likely going to have one in some form or fashion, but, uh, who do you feel like is going to be the, the, the benefactor of that?
1: Watch the tight ends in this game, Anthony, against the new England Patriots, because with Stefan Gilmore on the opposite side of the ball, they're, they're going to have the ability to probably throw either to DK or Tyler, you know, depending on where the matchups are there. But I, I do think that that secondary is the strength. Of the Patriots defense and so I would look for Seattle to to maybe look toward Greg Olson who they signed in the offseason and tight end Will Disley who came back and we saw him in there in multiple snaps we saw him in there on special teams and so I don't know if he's going to really be limited in any way and I like the Seahawks with the the two tight end sets and maybe their ability to attack this Patriots defense with their tight ends so that that would be the area where I would watch those players to break out.
0: Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. We make our NFL picks for week number two next year on the on Sports. Time to make our week two NFL picks and my quest to take down Brandon Schultz. <laughs> and it's not off to a good start. Uh, Brandon got me beat uh, 10-6 last week. I went 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, with my NFL picks. And so, yeah, Brandon, I'm still coming for you here, but uh, I'm already behind the eight ball again.
1: Yeah, just one weekend and already two picks behind. Now now you're going to be, <laughs> you're, you're going to be making those picks to try and struggle to catch up the entire season and digging yourself a, a bigger and bigger hole. I've, I've watched this movie before, and this is how it turns out.
0: <laughs> this is not going to be like the uh, first version. The sequel will be different, Brandon, I'm telling okay, you now. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> We got Cincinnati and Cleveland going on right now. Cincinnati up three to nothing over Cleveland right now. 423 to go in that first quarter before that game kicked off. Brandon, I took Cleveland to win here. Who did you take? I also
1: locked in Cleveland before we started. I, it wouldn't shock me. I think this is almost a coin flip type game since he should have had the win last week. They they miss a late field goal. And Cleveland did not look good. So I'm going based off of just the the team strength in this. But man, if Cleveland loses back to back games and loses to their in-state rival with the the Bengals, then look out in Cleveland this year.
0: No kidding. I was going to say, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I was looking at some of the odds. Cincinnati was plus 200 on the money line. I really kind of thought about it today.
1: (laughs) I I, I would not blame you.
0: (laughs) Um, so Brandon and I are going to take Cleveland, uh, going to Sunday matchups, the giants at Chicago. I like New York in this matchup.
1: I like New York in this one as well. Uh, oh wait, no, this is the giants. Yes. Um, it, I I was kind of iffy on this one, if, if New York's able to keep control of the football, I do like them to hang in there, but I'm going to take Chicago on this one. So I'm going opposite on you on this.
0: Wow. All right. So we have our first opposite pick there. I'm taking the giants. Brandon going with the bears uh, Atlanta at Dallas. I'm taking the Cowboys to bounce back.
1: I will take the Cowboys to bounce back. This might be one of those uh, stadiums where they're allowing fans into as well.
0: Oh yeah. Dallas might be on that one. Yeah. Um, Detroit at green Bay. I'm going, taking Packers.
1: Yeah. I'm taking Packers too. After uh, Detroit should have won last week with swift dropping the ball in the end zone and the, the last second catch. Uh, but you know, the way Aaron Rodgers played in Week One, it's going to be tough to bet against him if he continues to play like that. Got going Packers!
0: Jacksonville at Tennessee. Who do you got?
1: I am going to take the upset in this one and take the Jaguars, who got the win last week. And Tennessee wasn't very convincing in their win over Denver with all those missed field goals. So I, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Jaguars here.
0: The uh, uh, Jacksonville's my upset pick too here, Brandon. <laughs> I, 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 I'm. I'm I was hoping you were going to go with uh, Tennessee here, but uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville Gar- Gardner Minshew Minshew mania. Um, I'm believing in it right now. And yeah, like you said, I, I kind of agree with you. Tennessee was not overly impressive to me uh, the other night. Uh, this game's going to be tough to pick because this could go uh, flip of the coin, Minnesota at Indianapolis. I I
1: think you're right. Minnesota was not impressive with their pass rush against green Bay, but they were able to put up a, a pretty significant number of points. That Indianapolis defense, I, I I don't know. Um I'm gonna be watching this game with some curiosity. I picked Minnesota in this game.
0: I'm gonna take Indianapolis and Phillip Rivers to bounce back. Uh I think Indianapolis' offensive line is gonna be better. Uh and I think we're we're gonna be able to see the Colts and Philip Rivers bounce back faith and get things going. Old man Rivers. Good luck with that. Hey, I'm putting my faith in a lot of old quarterbacks this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh buffalo at miami i've got the bills
1: i like buffalo in this game as well
0: san francisco at the new york jets i'm i don't probably don't have to ask but i'm going to
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take the 49ers although i i'm going to be rooting very hard for the jets to win this game <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see um, san francisco yeah. start off 0 and two and just stay at the cellar in the division the entire season
0: could you imagine? I mean, you're you're speaking the the language here for Jets fans, I even mean, though really sure they
1: terrible fit. in that opening game too. I I'm curious to see if he'll bounce back or or not. But that uh, that was not a good game, opening game for him.
0: Uncharacteristic by the 49ers defense as well. Yeah, I thought they would Chris get Smith. after Kyler. Yeah, you got me on happen. that
1: game. That was the one game that you beat me on. <laughs> you picked that the Cardinals. One in the
0: Packers- <laughs> um Rams at the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the Rams.
1: I like the Rams too. That Philadelphia offensive line's too beat up. The the Rams strength is on their defensive line. I think Carson Wentz and just how long he was holding the ball. They he was he led the league last week in uh the amount of uh, air yards attempted downfield and I just don't think he's going to have the time for that against the Rams.
0: Uh Denver at Pittsburgh.
1: I'm going to take Pittsburgh. They looked really good this last week and Denver. I gosh, without Vaughn Miller, I just don't know if they're going to be in looking at the playoff picture. Like we, like a lot of people thought they would be in the season.
0: I like Pittsburgh as well, but I think Denver, considering the fact we saw what we saw from the New York giants offensively in terms of the the passing game, I think drew lock and the Broncos can have success, but ultimately I think Pittsburgh uh, gets the job done at the end of the day. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay, easy one for me, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, they get back on track.
1: I'll go with you on Tampa Bay this week. Uh, I don't think Carolina's, I am, I'm, I'm probably going to be picking against Carolina quite a bit this year. I,
0: I will say this. I really thought, you know, the Raiders really kind of scared me because I thought the Raiders would win by more against Carolina this past week.
1: Oh yeah. I, I guess I wasn't too surprised that it was a little bit back and forth. Uh, that game was kind of, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't really like him against the, the Bucs defense.
0: The Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals here. Uh, this is a tough one here. Um, I, I, I kind of want to take the upset Washington football team, but at the same time, Arizona did put up a lot of points last week.
1: I wanted to take the upset in this one as well. The thing that concerned me is Washington's strength is on their defensive line. That was also where I thought San Francisco's strength was. And it was Kyler Murray's ability to evade and get outside the pocket, get on the move down the field and uh, look for DeAndre Hopkins that uh, was able to negate that. So I I'm going to take Arizona in this one.
0: Agreed. I got Arizona here, too. Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. I got the Chiefs.
1: (laughs) I think many of us have the Chiefs in this game.
0: Baltimore at Houston again. Another one. I'm taking the Ravens. Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm going to take Baltimore in this, too. Houston, man, a tough couple draws to start off with KC and then Baltimore in back-to-back weeks. I I do like uh, Houston as far as a potential playoff team out of that division, but I think they're just going to start off 0-2 and and be one of those teams that people might be counting out early in the season. I'll go with the Ravens, too.
0: Shocker here, I'm sure. Uh, New England at Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle, I think. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Monday night football, new Orleans at Las Vegas. Oh, Who well, you hey, got? Are
1: you, you're, are you going against me? Or are you going with me on the Seattle New England
0: going game I'm going with, I'm going okay. with Seattle. I, I need, listen, what has to happen, what happened this week with the bucks getting all the negative attention and, and new England looking like, Oh, we 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 were better off without Tom Brady. That's that that's just going to reverse. Uh, and I want that to happen. Okay. Yeah, bad news for Cam Newton and the Patriots, and it doesn't make us look so bad. That's what I'm all here for. I'm completely selfish in this. It's all about Tampa Bay, Brand. I hope you, I hope you notice. I
1: under, Hey, I, that's this is what sports fandom is. I recognize that, and I appreciate that you're honest with yourself. <laughs>
0: um, so I'll take Seattle. I'm going to take Vegas in the upset over the Saints. Ooh,
1: I, okay. I will take you offering me a pick, uh, correct pick over you in this, and take the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> I really hope <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm two picks up on you, Anthony. I'll, I'm looking forward to being another two up on you next week.
0: Hey, hey, Michael Thomas is out because, you know, the pettiness of the Saints. Oh, that's a good point. Thomas for a couple of weeks, you know.
1: Yeah, that that is they are down their star receiver. That's going to be interesting to see how they uh, their offense works without Thomas back there. But I I just don't like Vegas enough oh. to 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 get me excited about them beating the, the Saints in this game.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, this is just pure spite on this pick. Um.
1: <laughs> They're a division <laughs> rival. Yeah, I, I, you know, I almost went that way, too, with you know, picking the Jets. So,
0: uh, Brandon, you and I differ. New Orleans, Vegas, we also differ on, let's see here, Minnesota in Indianapolis, New York Giants in Chicago. Uh, other than that, we pretty much teamed up uh, pretty much across the board. On the same game. So we'll see. You may get three picks up on me. I may get three on you. We'll we'll have to see.
1: The best you can do is being one ahead of me come next week. So I, I guess that's not too bad on, on my side.
0: Uh, exactly. Brandon Schultz here from the Seahawkers and Field Goals Podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episodes of the podcast, how can they do it?
1: Yeah, check out. We have a new episode of the Seahawkers Podcast up at SeahawkersPodcast.com. And subscribe to Field Goals on SB Nation. SBNation.com slash NFL Podcasts.
0: Brandon, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. Have fun this weekend. Look forward to chat with you next week.
1: Oh, can't wait for Sunday night football. Anthony go Hawks.